everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 474. Today we're going to take a look at Signori, and this is a game from a Watch Your Game. This is a medium Euro, plays two to four players. It has a cool, interesting dice choosing mechanic. You roll a bunch of dice, and then you choose them and take actions based on their value and their color. Uh, the theme of the game is you are controlling a family during sort of Renaissance or medieval uh, Italy and you are really in control of your offspring basically forcing them to go either do work and you know become uh, join the clergy or join the military and go on different diplomatic missions if they're boys if they're girls you just marry them off to whoever uh, you can also kind of do uh, get kind of an engine going with these and kind of grow your family and spend them in different ways uh, so it's kind of interesting thematically that way uh, but let's jump into the mechanics and then we will talk about what I think of it. So here's just about everything that you get in seniority. You got the main board here. You got a little map uh, down here of Italy. Uh, the players have their own player boards in their color. They're pretty much the same. You'll notice you get these little um, tiles here. These will act as bonuses for points at the end of the game. This configuration is a little bit different. So these are alliance tiles. So you have alliance with these different houses. And this is, uh, you know, uh, political and clerical and war and stuff. And so each of these have uh, different sets of bonuses uh, based on the board that you get. And then you've got this sort of matrix of actions that you can do. The way that you do actions, you'll be taking these dice every round. Uh, they'll be rolled every round and you'll be choosing them and activating different actions. So, for example, if I took this turquoise four here and then I would put that on my board like so and I'd be able to activate that and I get a choice of what to do. And what you're trying to do again is get alliances out here on this board. You're gonna be having men and women sort of workers. Uh, so if we take a look here at the yellow player, you have some extras up here in the supply and then you'll, have, you'll start with some as well. So you've got the women there in the little dresses and the men there. And uh, so you're gonna be putting them out on the board or training them on these different tracks to go out and go on these kind of diplomatic missions and be married away and so on. So let's take a look at how a round is gonna go. You're playing a fixed number of rounds. You can see that down here. You get possible bonuses at the end of each round. And then whoever has the most points in the game is obviously the winner. So let's take a look at the different colors. So if we take a look here, you can see yellow, red, purple, gray, and then turquoise. So when you take a die, you can only take four dice on your turn. So you have four actions or you can even pass early if you want. You take, for example, maybe the yellow die and you put that here. Now you can no longer take any more yellow die. You've got to take the other colors. And then you get to do one of three things. So I can either do the special action, which is what this little envelope means associated with the yellow. That's gonna change from round to round. Or I can do this helper action, or I can do this kind of uh, seniori action. This is kind of the main action associated with the yellow. So I can take this die, and then I can take three bucks. Or I can do the yellow action, which is on the main board, which I'll show you. Or you can see each of these has a different helper action. So if I took this purple die here, I can do it's sort of the purple action on the board. I can roll some dice to reproduce, which I'll show you, or I can do the helper action. Now you can see there's a color under each of the helper actions. So if I took this yellow one, I can go and, and pay money to put a disc underneath one of these uh, turquoise ones, because you can see this says turquoise under it. And so the money here, the cost, I could pay three bucks, for example, here, and do that. So anytime that I take a turquoise action here, 
I can do one of these three things and then anything that the helper has been marked, in this case, collect three victory points, I'll do that every time I take this action. So that's what you do, you get a choice. You get to do this action, do the helper action, or do kind of the special action associated with that color. Now, uh, let's look at just the different actions. So you can collect three bucks, that's pretty straightforward. You can put a lady out onto the board and basically marry her off and I'll explain how that works now. So you can pay a certain amount, basically the dowry, and then put her out onto the board. And again, you start with a handful of these and you'll collect more over the course of the game. You're gonna find one of these areas to put her out and you're always gonna put it in the lowest number possible. So if, uh, you know, red and yellow had gone here, the ones are filled up and so the purple will come along and you have to put it in the two. Now, what you do is you have to pay the amount of money of the spot that you put it. So if purple came out and they put it here, they'd have to spend $2. However, you get two victory points for each dollar you spend. So in this case, purple would get four victory points. You can also overspend up to a maximum of four. Uh, so purple, if they wanted, could come here and spend four, so they would get eight points. And then you can possibly take this alliance tile. Now you'll see on all of these spaces, there are alliance tiles associated with the marriage in case of you know sending a female out or with a diplomatic action in case of sending a male out which i haven't talked about yet so if you need the particular tile associated in this case this icon here or if you sent them down here you would look at this one next to the the female icon there then you would you would be able to take that now you possibly will score those points at the end of the game so if we take a look here uh, as I showed you at the beginning, they have these different tracks here on the side of the board. So that tile that you take, you'll take and put that here next to uh, this, the female track, the mare track. And so you can see, I need one of these. Well, and th this track is the same for everybody. So everybody needs one of each alliance tile. And you'll get this many points at the end of the game if you have three or more total tiles. Now, because I've already met this requirement, if I was to maybe come and grab another tile later, I couldn't do that and put that here. If I, if I was a marriage tile that had an icon like the one I just had, then I can't take that one. I could still do the marriage action, I just can't take that bonus tile. And so again, you can, you can once you get three of these, then you can score all the points for that. Now, sometimes you'll get a special action. Uh, one example is right here. If you look at this helper action, uh, you can trigger and you can see you get the face down side of it. So there'll be a pile of these off of the board, off the side of the board, and you'll have that there. So you can just take one. And these are always one point on the other side. But what they do is they help you kind of meet that threshold of, of three tiles there. Now I did mention that you, you know, you get some of these uh, female and male workers to start, but you need to get more of them. And that's what this action is here. And so you're going to roll one die for each uh, person in your family that's married. So this is kind of you at the top. You can see at the top of each of the player boards. But through the course of the game, you're going to get these little sort of neutral colored uh, females here and then line them up. So at any point that you take this action here to reproduce, then you're going to count up always at least one, the number of marriages there and roll the dice. And then you can see up here on the board that any die of one, two or three, you get a female and then four, five or six, you get a male. So in this case, I would get two males and a female. So I grab two males here and then a female, and then I would add them to my supply and then they would become available. And again, you get to do any of the actions. So if I had somehow marked uh, these two actions here, whenever I took this uh, reproduction action here, I would get three points on the book track, which I'll show in a minute, and then I get one of those face down ones like I just showed you. 
Now, you also have the ability to send a mail out uh, and do a diplomatic mission, but you can't do that until you've trained them. So before we send them out, we're gonna go to try to train them. And that's where these sort of training actions come in. So if you take this action here, you can move up four spaces on any of the four tracks. And here are the four tracks. So you have the book track, which is this track up here. You can see the book there at the top. And this is reset every round based on the turn order. And so what will happen is, let's say we moved up like so. In this case, then red will be first. So red will go first next turn, and then yellow, and then purple. And this will reset every round. Then you'll restack these up. So if you get any points to move up the book track, like I showed you that spot, you can move up three. You go one, two, three, and maybe you get more. You get more towards the end of the game, and you'll start to get points based how far you moved up the track. Now these other three tracks here, you can see the top, uh, the political, the clerical, and the war track. You, for each point that you get, so for example, you have this action here. You can get four points in any of the tracks. You can distribute them, put them all in the political track here, or do one in each, or whatever you want to do. Then you can put one guy out for one point, and then move them up for another point. So maybe I get four points, I go one, two, three, four, and they move up the track a little bit. Uh, then what you're trying to do is get them further and further up the track to unlock certain things. So once you hit here, you get two free dollars, which you might scoff at that, because they go, oh, I get two free bucks. But money's gonna be kind of tight, so you might do an action to do that. Just go like, you know what, I can't get money out of anywhere. But if I do this action, I can move these guys up here for later, it's gonna get me some money. And that's gonna come in handy. Uh, if you move up to here, you get actually a bump up on the book track itself. And then the next thing you're trying to look at here is actually these numbers on these spaces. So there's two numbers to look at. You've got these icons here, two, three, four. That's sort of the level of expertise they are, these different tracks. So you can see if I move him up here, he's kind of level three on the politics and he's level two on the clerical. And then you've got this number here in white, and that's the number of victory points when you take the action to actually put them out onto the board, similar to how you married off the female characters. So if we take the action here to uh, put the guy out here, so if we take a look at this, the gray action, that's where you actually send them on a diplomatic mission. So they have to come off of this track and then you send them out. So this level here, in this case, this guy's level three, he has to be at least equal to or greater than the number that's currently available, the lowest possible number. So he's okay here because this is a two, we can send him out and bam, we'll do that action. Now, you're gonna get, in this case, five points, the amount of points, you just get that point straight up. And again, you're gonna look at now, not the, the left-hand side or the female stuff, you're gonna look at the right-hand side and grab that tile if you need it. So you're gonna take a look at which track you sent them from. So if you sent them from the political track, which we did in this case, you're gonna say, okay, I need one of those four tiles. Is that one? Nope, that doesn't, that's not it. So maybe you wanted to send, send the guy from the war track, because you can see these two, I need two of those to match. And so you can grab that tile if you match. Again, you don't have to match. Uh, but you you can and you get the bonus. The, at the end of the game, you might actually be way up this track and not really care about uh, the tile that you get because you're gonna get a lot more victory points uh, for being so expertly trained. Now I also mentioned these special actions here. You can see these are variable actions at the uh, each round. These are actually gonna get mixed up. So let's take a look at those. So you can see out here we have these different envelopes over here and we have these different tiles and these are mixed up every single round and so these are gonna be little bonuses that you can do uh, instead of the actions on the board there. And how this works, you can see you have all females here on the top row. 
That means you can spend the females, and then here's the males down here. So for example, let's take a look at this particular tile. Let's say we did the yellow actions, we didn't do the money or the helper action, and here we can spend up to three, in this case males, because that's where this tile landed, and you can move two spaces up the clerical track uh, for each uh, male that you spend. So you just discard them back into your stock there, and then you can, so I did two there, so I can move up four spaces. And this one I could get money, so I can spend up to three females, get two bucks for each of those. I can spend, uh, you know, two males and move up the book track. I can get one of those face down tiles. Uh, what else? The other, the real interesting one here is this one here, and I haven't talked about this yet. And this, this will set your threshold. You see those dice there? And let's talk about the threshold. So if at the end of the round, after you've taken all four dice, let's take some dice here. There's a three, there is a four, there's a four, and that gives me a total of 11, and we'll take this one here, and that'll give me a total of 12. So there's an interesting piece to taking these dice. The first thing to note is most of the time, or 50% of the time, is going to be free. So if I took this three here, and I put it on a one, I'm good. If I took this four and I put it on the three, I'm good. So as long as the die is equal to or less than a number that you're placing it on, you can see yellow is kind of easier to do this. If it's equal to or less, you don't have to pay anything. But if the die is lower than the number, so the grays are and the turquoise are kind of harder, you have to pay the difference. So in this case, I'd have to pay three bucks to take this one because it's three under, and I have to pay one dollar to take that one. So you can kind of see where the money starts to disappear. But if the total number of dice that you take, in this case we've got 7, 8, 12, if that total is 13 or less, then you get to do a cool bonus at the end of the round. However, remember I was showing you this action up here. If you spend, let's see, in this case it would be you would take a turquoise action and spend up to three females, then you can put them out here as a kind of a reminder, and that means you kind of bump up your threshold just for that round. You're spending them for that round, so instead of 13, your dice have to be 16 or less. Or you could even do two. You could spend two of these instead to be 19 or less. And that does definitely does come into play because these bonuses uh, can be pretty important in the game. So if you are 13 or less or, or more, if you did the special action, you get to do a bonus. Now, everybody that meets the criteria gets to do a marriage. This is how you get the new uh, kind of neutral uh, ladies to come over and marry your family. So you get in the first round, you get just a marriage. In the second round, you get a marriage and a little bit of a dowry and so on. Then you have the option to choose either to get $3 or take this special action. And there's more of these. These are kind of randomly seated. And these can be pretty important or can just be important to get the money. Here you get two guys out of the uh, supply. This is one of the face down tiles that I showed you. This one you get to put a free helper, five training points and so on. And then starting in round six and seven, you're gonna go over here. You're no longer getting married or anything. You can no longer have the option of getting the $3, but this is you're gonna score some bonus points. Uh, so this is gonna be, you're gonna get four points for each different city that you have females in. And then you also get two points for each of the, the helpers that you've put on your board there. And then at one time you, you can spend $5 and get five points. 
So that's the game uh, mechanically. You're going to be taking actions here, starting to put helper uh, discs out. So the next time you do the action, you get a lot of more cool stuff. You may even just be going there, not even for the main action, but just to activate the helpers. Uh, the uh, these envelope things are going to be kind of not really important, you know, at the beginning of the game, but then they get more and more important as the game goes on. To let you kind of break the rules, sort of. Uh, but it's really about collecting these uh, these alliance tiles, scoring the points for doing them, and then getting the points at the end of the game. Remember, you need at least three in a row to even score that row. Because if you just collect two, uh, that's nothing. So they're not going to be worth any points at all. Uh, you will get some points here for anybody that's left on this track. You get half the points uh, rounded down how far they were up on the track. And you don't want to definitely ignore this book track either because you can really set up a nice combo. So you're, you're kind of constantly moving up the book track and get a lot of points that way. Okay, so that is Seniority. What do I think of it? I really enjoyed this game. Uh, it's a little bit of a slow burn when you first play the game. I've played the game three times now. And every time I've played it, it's like, hmm. Do I like this game? <laughs> but then you kind of kick into the mid game or end game and it gets a little bit more interesting. Because sometimes you're just taking actions like I'm gonna do this action, spend a little money and put a helper out, that's it. And then you go and then you go and you go. And then you, so you're kind of building up slowly the cool stuff that you can do in your turn. It, it, so it, it kind of feels sort of anticlimactic, I guess, to just take an action and then spend some money and then put a disc on a spot so on a later turn you're going to get to do a cool action it's just kind of a strange sort of slow build up but once you kind of get rolling with it it gets pretty crunchy and it gets pretty i wouldn't say it's nasty but you get to the point where you actually are contesting the different alliance tiles so you put out the women and the men to go out there and kind of snag those tiles to get bonuses at the end of the game the beginning of the game it's kind of a free-for-all everything's oh, that's out there i need that you need that oh we're all hunky-dory you know you're getting bonus tiles i'm getting bonus tiles but then as you kind of fill up and meet the requirements that you you have again you can't just take any old tile at that point you've got to take tiles that you actually need and so then people are really kind of going after uh those different things and then once your engine kicks in and you can really abuse like i said the book track and some of the other special abilities and things. And then you, you start to amass kind of an excess of, of, of men and women that you don't need to send to school or marry off. You can just kind of spend them and send them where, I don't know where they're going, but you spend them and then you take the actions that are on the board there. Um, interesting thing happened. Uh, I actually played it wrong two player and then was made aware of it afterwards. And I think the way I played it is probably better. I don't know. So when you play the game with less than four, you don't use all the cities. If you play it with three, you remove one. If you play it with uh, with two, you only have three cities available total. And uh, I completely didn't know that and forgot that. And uh, we played with all five cities available with two players, and it worked actually pretty fine. And the one thing that was interesting about it was in some of the other games, I played, it was, got to the point at the end of the game where those alliance tiles get kind of stagnant because there's like one or two maybe that people need, but then you're like, ah, I don't really need, you know, this alliance tile. So it gets kind of stagnant, which I don't think is necessarily a problem. There was some discussion about that um, because you can still get a good chunk of points if you drive your guys up those different tracks and you score a bunch of points that way. I mean, you can get a lot of points that way. Uh, and you can get a lot of points up the book track. So the tiles aren't really the only way to score points, but if it becomes stagnant, it becomes a little bit, I can see it being frustrating for people. 
Uh, but I don't think it's the end of the world. But having played it wrong, where all five cities were available, it was still interesting. Uh, and, you know, there was some consideration that you had to have in terms of where you went. But it didn't get stagnant. So I feel like it, maybe it's better to play. And I guess it just kind of comes out with the tiles. But I did see that some people actually had a problem with a two-player game because of only being three cities available and kind of getting like a little bit of a gridlock. Um, but I would just play with, you know, maybe you had four cities or something and play around with that. Um, that kind of brings me to a point of there are there's a nice little sheet here of variants. Uh, so I don't know that they couldn't necessarily figure out how they wanted to play the game. But I think the game is, is such that you can kind of customize it in house rule and just kind of play it in a sense that it's not like you're not trying to fix the game. You're just trying to play with these different kind of conditions. And I think that's a that's actually a feather in its cap. Because you can play so that uh, it's the actions that you use on the board, for example. You can, once you use them, you flip the tile over and then that's gone. Uh, so then certain certain actions like that threshold action that I showed you, that can be become, you know, a little bit more contested. Because I've seen, you know, rounds where, you know, more than one person use that. And it's like if you use it and then lock it down, that's going to definitely change up the order that you choose things. Uh yeah, so I think the next question for me <laughs> that I'm, I, I can hear, I can hear it out there, is do you like this better than Nippon and Madeira? Because I always get asked that uh, after I did my Nippon review. Do you like Nippon better than Madeira? Uh, that, I don't know. I haven't played Nippon enough. I, I think I still like Madeira better, but eh, I got to play it. Um, this one, I would say, is probably third on the list. I still like it. I mean, I still think it's a good game, but I think it's definitely third. It does remind me more of Nippon than Madeira. Those two, Nippon and this game are really kind of in a sort of a same, I don't know if they were playtesting each other's games, or they kind of come out back to back here. But the whole choosing of dice in this game and kind of the variable cost of that based on the number and based on not necessarily a monetary cost, but a real, you know, impactful cost of am i staying under the number to get the cool bonus that really reminds me of nippon it's where it's you're you're grabbing the different workers of the colors in that game which may or may not cost you a certain amount at the end of the game and depending on how many you grab you're going to be able to kind of execute and grab a bonus tile and all that stuff in that game so that kind of worker dice choosing thing is really really interesting i think in both games um, this one's a little bit lighter, I think, than Nippon. Nippon is a little bit more open-ended, I, th I think, in, in that one. It's a little bit more player dynamics going on there, and, you know, because there's like an area control thing, where this is a little bit more just a kind of a race aspect to it, and kind of just, it's a little bit more engine building kind of thing, where you're kind of setting up, going here and here, you know, trying to efficiently build up your engine and score some points early in the game but setting yourself up to score a lot of points at the end of the game. So I enjoy this game. I definitely recommend it. If you like Nepal and you want some more of this kind of thing, I would say get this um, and uh, and take a look at it. And I, I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't get too hung up on like, you know, uh, hearing people talk about how two players are not that good. I mean, I played it wrong, but it was fun. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> it was fun, you know? Um, play it that way, play, you know, play around with it. Add four cities, have five, Have go back to three. I think it's just a part of the game. I don't think, I don't know, I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, that was frustrating, so it was bad. I don't know, maybe it's something with, with me, I'm like, that's frustrating, that, that irritates me. 
Um, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I know. But, you know, there's a degree, right? Because it's like, it's going to be frustrating that you can't, like, do anything. That sucks. So I can see the frustration. I understand that. But I think it's not a negative. To me, I don't think it's a big deal. I would play it, even though I had fun with five and the stuff that I've read, I would still play it with having three cities. Because I'm just like, well, you got to focus on the book track and the other uh, the other tracks to get your points out of the game that way. Or even getting the combos here because you can score a lot of points on your board. So... I, I acknowledge that those issues exist, sort of, but I don't think they're really an issue. So there you go. Enjoy it. Thanks.